Welcome to the Streets and People podcast presented by Get Around Cabo Car Free. Get Around Cabo Car Free is a volunteer community movement advocating for more transport options for people who can't drive in Caboolture and Morayfield in Queensland. In today's podcast, we'll be covering one of these three broad topics. It might be Road Rules 360, where we discuss Queensland's road rules, the legislation, the design for people walking, biking, in wheelchairs or on a scooter. It might be Not Everyone Drives, where we chat with people whose transport options don't include a car in a car-dependent society. And it might be People and Projects, where our conversations are with people working on a specific aspect of inclusive transportation. Good afternoon, good evening and good night if you happen to be awake or something like that and you think that you would like to listen to a very exciting podcast about the road rules of Queensland. You never know what will put someone to sleep. My name's Wendy, this is the Streets and People podcast and I'm here with John Burrell who is... Uh, I work for the Department of Transport and Main Roads for about 25 years all up. For most of that time I was road rules subject matter expert within the department. Even though I retired six years ago, I'm still interested in the road rules generally from various perspectives and looking forward to helping Wendy out on this podcast. I must say I have learnt so much. So my name is Wendy Nash and I founded a community movement called Get Around Cabo Car Free, which is focused on advocating for increased travel options for people who can't drive. It turns out that in Caboolture and Morayfield, where I live, about one in two people can't drive and people were asking me what are the road rules for pedestrians at this intersection or for cyclists at that intersection and we've heard some pretty hairy, scary you know, stories. Yeah. Today, John and I are going to be talking about the general road rules at the end of last year in December. We just did podcasts about bicycle-specific road rules. Mm. This episode is about road rules for all users that also apply to bike riders. Mm. What we do is I read the, what do we call it? The short title. It's a short title, yes, from the department's website. Yep, and I'm on the page www.qld.gov.au forward slash transport forward slash safety forward slash fines forward slash cycling and I'm in the second little section there and it's January 2024 and everything we say is just to give you a bit of a guidance but we are not giving any advice in any way shape or form. It's not legal advice. Definitely or any other advice. We are not giving an opinion. What we talk about what's that netflix line it says to entertain and inform that's it that's it so that's what we're doing (laughs) the section we're going through is keeping left overtaking and other driving riding rules i'll read the description of the offense the legislation section and then what the fine is john will talk about the history of when it applies and perhaps some quirky things about that wherever yes. you can you're looking at a different page I'm, I'm actually looking at the legislation itself the actual rules it's also on the government website it gives everything about that rule rather than just the short title and the little bits of information on that website that you've got it the description of the offense the first one is unreasonably obstructing the path of a driver rider or pedestrian the legislation is queensland road rule section 1251 and the fine for that is 154 dollars what's the deal with that legislation well it's it's one that's often misused and misquoted as a lot of people read this rule and think oh it's an offense to ride a bicycle then because you're obviously riding way too slowly but in actual fact when you look at the example given in the rule, it's 
if you're driving a car at 20 kilometers an hour and the speed limit is 80 kilometers an hour on the road and there's no reason for you to be driving at that speed that is what this rule's all about it's driving too slowly for the situation how does it apply to cycling and even though there is a specific offence for a cyclist for committing this offence, it really is quite hard to imagine. I suppose if you've got a cyclist who is purposefully in the middle of the road where the cyclist could be doing 10 or 15 kilometres an hour and they're going walking pace, holding up all the traffic, there is a, a situation, but it's not something that would happen in an accidental sense. It would be a purposeful I'm going to obstruct the traffic type belligerent action from a cyclist. The next one is following another vehicle too closely, and yes. that's section 126. And the fine on that one, woohoo, it's a doozy $361. Yes. <laughs> this is the standard tailgating rule. For cars, if you get too close to the car in front of you, then you're basically committing an offence. Always a lot of a debate around. How close is too close? The simple fact is the rule does not specify a distance or a time. You'll find following distance are usually, is usually measured in seconds. The standard following distance would normally be two seconds. If you're following a car past a lamppost and you can count one and two, two seconds after that car, and your reasonable distance. It's a good measure because it works at 30 kilometers an hour and at 100 kilometers an hour you get that correct distance no matter what speed you're driving at. Once again, hard to see how this can apply to bicycles. Uh, possibility is cyclists riding pelotons. Oftentimes they're riding very close together to the point where the slightest speed reduction by the rider in front and you're touching wheels and you have an almighty crash. That's the, the only real situation that I can see where it applies to cyclists. You might recall from a previous podcast, there is a specific driving rule about slipstreaming where a cyclist gets behind a truck or a bus or something and is caught in that slipstream and can be pulled along at, at quite a rapid pace, keeping up with the, the motorised vehicle. These two rules coincide with each other. You could get a, a ticket under section 126 for slipstreaming as well. Keep a reasonable distance between yourself and the, and the vehicle in front, even if you're on a bicycle. I would love to see enforcement on that for cars because yeah. I'm yeah. very seldom now in a car. Yeah. When I'm a passenger, I'm horrified by how close people are. My previous partner is a nuclear yeah. physicist. He was very acutely aware of mm. the physical laws of nature, mm. yeah. time and distance. Mm. Now with these huge SUVs, these very oversized vehicles, yeah. the stopping time, because they're big, they're heavy, yeah. it, it is a lot yeah. slower. That's a digression onto it cars. Is. Most people who ride a bicycle also drive cars. Bear in mind that what we're going through here is car legislation. This is Queensland car legislation. Just a heads up that if you're driving to make sure you keep a good distance, my sense of people who drive a lot is they think they are not tailgating when often they are. Oh, yeah. The overarching comment is these are all rules that have been designed specifically for motor vehicles and department in its wisdom has created an offence for bicycles 
alongside the car offence. Sometimes you shake your head and wonder, what on earth has this got to do with cycling? Part of the reason we did this podcast was to draw out incongruencies, not only for bicycles, but also for pedestrians. There's quite a few in the legislation, but we will do that in a future series on pedestrians. Now we're up to failing to keep to the far left side of road, not a multi-lane road. This is section 1291 and the fine is $123. Important that this rule is about a road that isn't a multi-lane road. It's just a two-way road, like most residential type streets. If you've got vehicles traveling in both directions, it's a a two-way street. Bicycles and other vehicles too are required to keep as close as practicable to the left side of the road. And the key word here is practicable. A lot of people see this as the instruction that cyclists have to ride in the gutter. But it's not the case, because if you're riding along on your bicycle and there's potholes on the left-hand side of the road or there's puddles, parked cars or debris that makes it impracticable for you to be very close to the left edge of the road, then you're entitled to be in a position that takes up a more central position along the road. Just about the word entitled, we are not giving legal advice or advice to take uh, risky behaviour. We're just here for guidance and giving our humble ideas. The next one is failing to keep to the left lane on a multi-lane road if the speed limit is over 80 kilometres an hour. Now, I'm (laughs) never going to do that. Only one, a traffic engineer called it the the brave and the bold. The crash, (laughs) absolutely. This is section... 132 and that's $92. There's another one here which is disobeying a keep left unless overtaking sign on a multi-lane road and that's section 130 number two, $92 fine. Just to explain the rules, if the speed limit is above 80, if it's 90, 100 or 110, you are required to be in the left lane unless you're doing a whole list of things and the the main one is overtaking, but there are other exemptions as well. The next rule is if there is a sign, keep left unless overtaking, on a road of a lower speed limit, the rule also applies. So you can have a dual carriageway. There's a few there where you see that sign and it means you're supposed to keep in the left-hand lane as you go in that section of dual carriageway. If you're a cyclist, you're not going to be on a motorway. Cyclists are simply not allowed on motorways in Queensland. However, there are some high-speed dual carriageways that aren't motorways. But I can't imagine a cyclist ever wanting to be in that right-hand lane unless, of course, they are making a right turn, in which case it's quite legitimate for them to be there. Motorways will always have what they call a road access sign as you enter the motorway and there's a list of vehicles that are not allowed on the motorway including tractors and mopeds and on that list is bicycles different in new south wales new south wales allows bicycles to go on motorways if you're (laughs) up here on holidays from Mm -hmm. new south wales that's something to bear in mind if you're a keen cyclist you may wish to do your holiday ride (laughs) if you're going uh from northern new south wales over to queensland and you're on a bike then that's something to bear in mind i can imagine if you're right at the border and you're just south of the border and you're crossing over you can do it in new south wales you just have to get off the road it's a cycle route i've never taken presumably 
if you're across the border into Queensland, there would be plenty of signage saying you're not allowed to do it here, mate. Sorry, you've got to get off this road. And there would be signage to ensure that that happens. If you're going from Queensland to Northern Territory, do you know about anything about the legislation on that one? Nothing at all. 20 or 30 years ago, there was an attempt to make them all uniform. It's gone by the wayside now. All the states and territories have their own rules. If you're riding across borders, make sure you know what the different rules are in these different states and territories. Reminder, we we are just here to entertain and inform. The next one, we are up to failing to keep left of oncoming vehicles, and this is section 131, and the fine is hardly anything, $61. When my wife and our family moved here over 30 years ago, the number of cyclists that ride on the wrong side of the road towards oncoming traffic close to the right-hand curb. This is the offence that would cover it. They're basically doing what a pedestrian would be doing, which is facing oncoming traffic. I remember shaking my head a number of times seeing cyclists doing that. But I think there's an element of doing what would be safest for a pedestrian, which is walking along a road. And we talk about a situation here where there's no footpath or no bicycle path. That's encouragement that we need (coughs) much better infrastructure here. Mm. There are lots of areas in Caboolture and Murrayfield where areas have no footpath or they have this weird thing where you have a footpath on one side and then it stops and you have to go over to the other side and then Mm -hmm. it continues on from the other side and no facilities (laughs) cross over and it's a pretty intense space. What about on the road shoulder? Can you be on the road Mm. shoulder? Yes, that space between the edge line and the curb, the tarmac, that space is a road related area and it works the same as a footpath in that as a cyclist you can go in either direction. Ah, that's good because I I didn't want to admit that I often cycle on the wrong direction. And it's not because I have a desire to cycle in the wrong direction. Cycling on footpaths are so bad. I'm just given few options and I don't want to keep crossing over because there are a few places to cross. If you're behind an edge line, then it, it, it becomes a legitimate place to travel. But if there's no edge line, this is the offense. And we're talking in January 2024. Happy New Year, John. It's our first episode for the year. Thank you. (laughs) The next one, failing to keep left of the centre of a road. That's section 132, paragraph 1. That final is $123. The next one is failing to keep left of a centre dividing line. Section 132, Mm. paragraph 2. And the final on that is $278. And the next one is failing to keep left of double continuous dividing lines, section 132, paragraph 3, and the final is also 278. These rules really become quite complex. Try and keep it as simple as possible. The rules for cyclists are the same as cars in that there are different types of dividing line. And a dividing line is basically a a line down the centre of the road. Some types of line you can cross to overtake or to turn across some you're not allowed to Um, this is an interesting thing here because a double continuous line in the center of the road prohibits cars and cyclists from turning across it Mm. so if you're riding along the road and you live the opposite side of the road and you want to turn into your driveway and there's a double continuous line you're not allowed to turn into your driveway you have to find some other way of crossing that centre line. Sometimes a double continuous line have a gap. You'll see that often if there's an off-used driveway or a road coming out that you can have a gap there to allow traffic to pass through that gap. It's something that has 
always puzzled me because back in 1999, uh, the whole of Australia introduced this concept of a single continuous dividing line. So it's one single dividing line down the middle of the road. The idea of that was back then, new infrastructure for most states, was to allow people to turn across it, but to still keep the restrictions on overtaking. It always puzzles me if it's an urban street, particularly where you've got lots of driveways and business entrances, why do they not just put a, a single continuous line down? Because everybody's happy then and it has the same power for preventing overtaking and safe overtaking. You'll still see the double continuous line all over the place. I think it's one of those situations where old habits die hard and they take an awful long time to feed into the system. The next one is failing to keep left of a median strip, and that's section 135, paragraph 1. The final on that mm-hmm. is 123. Mm-hmm. This one's pretty simple. It's, it's just a separate rule, very similar to the previous ones, but this is referring to a road with a median strip. If, if it's just a painted island, as a cyclist, you can turn across it, and even as a car driver, you can turn across it. Those painted islands are about as handy as a pocket in a singlet. I have no sense (laughs) of safety. People don't comply. I've seen people cut across corners in my previous house. Mm. This poor woman, her little cat got um, Mm. murdered by a driver. There's always aggressive drivers wherever you go. And it's usually males, a tradition of muscle cars and hooning around. When I drove, I was actually quite an aggressive driver. Were you? Yeah, I used to have a terrible temper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I was like, get off the road. I was just... I'm not hearing this. Next, we are driving riding on the wrong way on a one-way service road, section 136, and that's $123. What's a service road? A service road is where... You get a, a, a small road that's put in for vehicles to get to usually industrial areas. A service road is always one way unless it's signed otherwise. So you're driving down the road and there's a little service road and come off the main part of the road and literally run close to and parallel to the road. If you're driving on that, you're driving in the same direction as the vehicle's close to you on the main part of the road it's always a one-way road there is a sign that can change that transform that service road into a two-way road but if the sign's not there then the service road is is one way even on a bicycle if you're going the wrong way down a wrong way road even if it's a service road then you're committing an offense well some people would probably do it just for convenience you know yeah get from a to b if i want to get to my mate's place just down the road and the only way to get there is but then sensible engineering you would expect there to be a footpath or a path there for cyclists yeah. to use anyway yeah. we're talking about the dmr that, here we're talking about it's all just pro it's an oxymoron. <laughs> we should be we nice should but be it a, is really hard because yeah. i get so peeved at how car centric it is okay so here we are crossing continuous line or lines Beside a painted island. This is section 138, paragraph 1, and the fine on that is 278. I'll tell you a little story about this one. Our, our previous minister, who's since resigned, I used to follow his social media posts, and he was an avid cyclist, well, he still is an avid cyclist. Mm-hmm. And he put up a photograph calling out the, the positioning of this raised island in the middle of the, the place where you would expect cycles to go but the part of the road leading up to that raised island 
I pointed out on his Facebook page, hey, you're not allowed to ride on that space anyway because it's a painted island. Whoops, wondering because it doesn't click that cyclists or any vehicles are not allowed to use a painted island as a place to actually travel. Well, you can turn across it, but you can't. I mean, it's so rubbish. I mean, why would you even bother? That's that's the thing about so much yeah. about what we're, should, we're talking about. It's I mean, like, it's, it's a just a stupid... You could do something sensible with that paint rather yeah. than do that. Yeah. That is, If oh, you put in an island, put in an island. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, get some kids to do some pretty artwork or something. You can get painted islands with a double continuous line surrounding them. Usually there's just a single continuous line around a painted island, which you can cross as a cyclist or a car driver. If there's a double continuous line, absolute no, no. When would you ever? Like, <laughs> this is the most stupid. It's not supposed to cross. Well, don't put a thing there. As the Dutch say, if it needs a sign, it's bad design. Mm. That is just straight bad design. That's rubbish. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so it's, you're not allowed to cross. Oh, my goodness. You know, the, the line police are going to come yeah. and get it's, you or it's something. It's all this control thing. Traffic engineers and bureaucracies have this thing where... They feel the need to control our environment to the point of pretty much stupidity. Everything's got to be totally controlled. When you read through these rules, you, you really start to get a, a, an idea of how far it goes. Painted islands, very silly. I can tell you some stories about painted islands. Anybody who knows the road coming up from the northwards on the main Bruce Highway, turning left, come towards Kabulcha, up the slip road that leads into Kabulcha, there's a sign that says heavy vehicles only may use the right lane. It's supposed to be a, a special place for heavy vehicles to make a crossing over the, the road at the top of the bridge. But what they've done is put a painted island there. The whole lane isn't a lane, it's a painted island. So they're not allowed to go there. And yet there's a sign there saying, Heavy vehicles must use the right lane, but it isn't a lane. It's one of these ridiculous things. This is the whole thing about it. drives me nuts because we've got a, a great traffic engineer here at council and he's putting in some new bicycle lanes. Mm -hmm. And I said, but what about people parking in the bicycle lane? You know, how are you going to stop that? And he's got, there's a white line there. Since when is a white line an edge line? A yellow edge line. No, maybe it's a and yellow one. But yep. I mean, okay, so it's a yellow that one. An okay, great. So it becomes an offence, yep. but it's still about as handy as a pocket and a singlet. If you're a cyclist and you're riding a bike on that, he says, you know, people won't park there because it's a single white line or a single yellow line. But you really need the protective barriers there. Yeah. There's a company called Safe Systems. We're not affiliated with them. Mm -hmm. And I saw some protective barriers, quite cheap to put up, a little white border at the bottom oh, yeah. and then yeah. you stick the poles in yeah. and that's enough to give a really good sign that you you mm. shouldn't use that that's for bicycles yeah. that is yeah. and that to me strikes me as being much better if you need to paint something there it just says you've got bad design yeah. what that tells me yeah, is it's does. bad design yeah. so enough of my rant but i do hope that our traffic engineer who will receive a copy of this podcast <laughs> <laughs> who i thought was just yep. so fantastic Be interested uh, to hear yeah. His feedback. Yeah. Actually, it was a, a man and a woman. They're both fantastic traffic oh, okay. engineers. So it's good. nice to see women coming up through the traffic oh, engineering. Good. Great to see. Morton Bay Council has got a great team. It's headed up by somebody fantastic. And mm. he's putting That's in good. lots of really great people. So I'm looking for some positive changes mm. in Morton Bay. 
Overtaking when not safe to do so, section 140, the fine on that is 216. It's a general rule that prohibits any vehicle from overtaking unsafely, so very, very broad. The intent of it is certainly from a motor car's perspective, you're driving along the road, legally you're allowed to overtake because there's no solid white lines preventing you. You're driving your car and the car in front's going a bit slow and you want to overtake them, then obviously you can do so. But if there's a car coming in the opposite direction, then you're going to cause a very serious accident if you do it unsafely. There are much higher level rules that would capture a very serious situation like a head-on collision with somebody overtaking. But this is just a lower level rule to literally just prevent people from overtaking unsafely. Translating it to a cycle... How many cyclists overtake motor cars? Doesn't happen very often. A cyclist overtaking another vehicle or another cyclist, it's hard to see how that could be deemed as unsafe. But obviously, there may be situations and circumstances where the, a cyclist might be deemed to be overtaking unsafely. So there's a lot of new laws about scooters and bicyclists. Mm. I heard the other day $6,000. I'm not sure if that's true. They're trying to legislate because there are so many collisions now with mm. scooters. Yeah. People have scooters that are, I've seen them yeah. around here. Yeah. Lots of them go yeah. well over very 100 fast. kilometers an hour. Oh, it's terrible. Crazy. And they're not very stable. Well, they're, the, they're illegal if they yeah. go that fast. I, there are a lot of them around. They're dangerous. And I see people without helmets. They're young yeah. guys. And young guys, it doesn't matter whether you're a bicyclist, a driver or a scooter. Um, yeah. Young guys, and I've seen some pretty crazy guys do strange things. Some of those fines are pretty heinous. And to have overtaking when not safe to do so for a driver with a bicyclist, I've seen that often. Why isn't that a $6,000 fine actually? Well, there are separate rules in a different area in the rules for overtaking a cyclist too closely. They are separate rules. So this is just a very generic overtaking unsafely. Before those specific cycling rules came in, this is all the police had to go on. And it was a very low-level offence. You could have the trucks and cars passing you within inches, high speeds, yeah. and they're just stick a middle finger up at you because there's nothing they can do or nothing you can do about it. We can now as cyclists because there are strong rules yeah. to prohibit that action. There were a lot of complaints about Mark Bailey as the Transport Minister about cycling, but he did do a so, lot yeah. of really good stuff because he was such and, a keen cyclist. Oh, I think we're going to run out of time. Yeah. We've just finished 140. For our next section, we'll start at 141 too. Yeah. John, will you remember next oh, time I when we meet? I certainly will because this is a beauty. Ah, <laughs> oh, fantastic. Oh, this is wow, look. But wait, there's more. <laughs> okay. I love it. It's so, an oft quoted rule, ah, especially in motorcycling circles. Fantastic, <laughs> fantastic. Well, we're not doing motorcycles here, John. No, just... we're not. Sorry, <laughs> just always got them at the top of my mind, though. I think let's call out a day. This is the Streets and People podcast. We're doing Road Rules 360 with John Burrell, who is a retired TMR Road Rules subject matter expert, not giving any advice here. Yeah. And my name's Wendy Nash. Get around Cabo Car Free. Yeah. And we will be back for next time. <laughs> All right, Good. that's it. Thank See ya. You. Bye. Bye.
Thanks for enjoying Streets and People presented by Get Around Cabo Car Free. We publish our podcast regularly at the usual places and on our website where you can find out more about us. GetAroundCaboCarFree.com.au That's www.getaround Get Around, that's pretty straightforward. Cabo, C-A-B-O, that's short for Caboolture. Car Free, C-A-R-F-R-E-E, there's no hyphen in that, .com.au. Our theme music is The Thief on AM Sound, which is just like our cars on our streets, always stealing the space. So let's stop that thief.